0: Thanks to our Muslim friends celebrating their festival or breaking the fast, we get this break as well. So I hope you'll find time to rest or spend time with your family and loved ones. And to all Muslims, from all of us at Provident, here's wishing you Selamat Hari Raya, Ideal Fitri. Chasing Returns in the Retirement Game Over a business lunch recently, one senior gentleman was relating to me on how his private banker tried to sell him a financial product. It was an equity-based investment meant to give a certain expected return over a long term. He said to his banker in half jest, but the time the product delivered the returns, I would already be in my grave. This well-traveled senior gentleman then commented that our local wealth management industry was still in its infancy and not ready to serve retirees like him. As someone in the profession, I was of course upset. But instead of frowning, I began to think deeper into what had been said, so as to objectively analyse if there was truth to his comment. Retirement planning comprises two phases, accumulation and consumption. Earlier in the podcast, I have briefly shared about the two phases, Let me elaborate a bit further here. In the accumulation phase, an individual still has some years to go before his golden years and is focused on investing his assets and income in order to achieve a lump sum required for his nest egg. In the consumption phase, he already retires and requires an immediate monthly income to fund his lifestyle. Both phases are equally important to secure retirement adequacy, not necessarily a luxurious retirement. Unfortunately, today the financial advisory industry is focused more on the accumulation phase than the consumption phase and sometimes I personally feel that the consumption phase is ignored or neglected. Why is this so? Well, let's delve deeper. While the industry is made up of three key players, product manufacturers, distributors as well as the consumers, it is apparent to most that the main driver is the distributors. On the distributor side, there is, or rather, that is the wealth management financial advisory companies or banks, the retirement planning focus is often on the accumulation phase. Just take a look at the websites and check out the service offerings on retirement planning by these providers and you will understand what I mean. Almost all that I've checked the focus is on accumulating towards a gracious retirement. Even the Certified Financial Planner Programme, CFP in short, which is the professional paper for aspiring financial planners and wealth managers, it focuses on the accumulation phase of retirement planning. Moreover, investment portfolios created by these institutions are usually not meant for immediate drawdown, but growth over a period of 5 to 10 years. Even on the accumulation aspects, consumers are sold products that may never help them reach their nest egg requirements. The fact remains for Singaporeans who use their CPF and SRS monies to invest, most of it have gone into buying insurance products that give low return and are not helpful in reaching the big retirement goal of Singaporeans. That is why the government has set up a panel to review the CPF investment scheme. The reasons for the current disproportionate situation are not new. I have mentioned many times how the wealth management game is being played to the chagrin of many salespeople. The quality of advisory and financial offering largely depends on the competence of the advisor, the compensation of the product, and the comprehensiveness of products available to these financial institutions. As a start, at the mass affluent level, many consumers see insurance salespeople as their advisers. Unfortunately, these advisers' competence and compensation and the products available to them are really restricted to insurance. As such, you would expect only insurance products to be recommended. At the affluent level, many are served by financial advisory companies, and again, the competence and product availability are restricted to locally registered unit trusts. These are mainly products skewed towards wealth accumulation. At a high net worth space, the game is played slightly differently. These clients are served by private bankers which have access to a full suite of financial instruments. However, the kind of recommendations given often depends on the compensation of the products. Let me explain further. Well, as an illustration, Provident, a fee-only wealth advisory firm that I lead, serves clients who are mostly affluent and high net worth. For these clients, we structure a portfolio comprising of simple low-cost instruments such as exchange-traded funds, index funds mainly from uh, from BlackRock, or evidence-based investment mainly from dimensional fund advisors. And at times, We use investment-grade bonds if the clients are accredited investors to give clients the required income stream. This allows the clients to immediately draw down a regular income. Now, if it's so simple, why is it that my senior gentleman, lunch partner, has had such a hard time finding someone to do it for him? The answer lies with the tussle between compensation and competence. Bond portfolios have a much lower management fee as well as transaction fees for the financial institutions as compared to managed portfolios consisting of stocks and mutual funds. In many instances, the difference can be as much as 50% or even more. In addition, it is not easy to find investment specialists that are good at picking bonds. For equities and bond mutual funds, most financial institutions prefer to sell actively managed funds that charge higher fees. Low-cost mutual funds, such as those from BlackRock and Dimensional Fund Advisors, are not popular because fees are low and as such, financial institutions and their advisors get a much lower compensation. Given the lure of compensation, how does this influence the competence issue? I do not believe that the wealth management industry in Singapore is at its infancy stage. It is more of a case of competence and conscience on the part of the advisor. When these twin attributes are coupled with the authenticity and capability of a wealth management provider, real difference to an individual's long-term financial goal can and will be realized. Considering all that has been said, the three key players, product manufacturers, distributors, as well as consumers, can each play a vital role to spur each other on so that the most cost-effective approach and responsible products can be developed to ultimately empower individuals to secure a high degree of certainty in their retirement. Thank you for tuning in to Providence Money Wisdom. I will be back soon with the next episode. For more information on my book or Providence Services, kindly visit provident.com. I'll see you the next time. All analysis, views or opinions from interviews, recommendations and other information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal or tax professional before taking any action. Provident Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted, or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent of Provident Limited.